Chapter 50 Fallen Verse I've never had a gun pointed at me before. Well, it wasn't really pointed at me, but it was close enough to my face. It may as well have been. I've never even seen a gun before, outside of movies. I've lived in the city for years and never saw a gun. Is that weird? I know lots of people who've lived in the city all their lives and never been within spitting distance of one. Not entirely true. Ever seen a police officer? In person. TV shows don't count. If you've ever seen a police officer, you've seen a gun. It's right there on his hip. Doesn't count. Not what I meant. Have you ever seen a drawn weapon? Had it pointed at someone? Watched them die? Just lucky, I guess. Guns are loud. I mean, you see all kinds of movies and TV shows, and you never think about it. Sure, people running around, blasting away at each other. Lots of fake blood to gush across the screen. Cut to the scene at the shooting range. What are they wearing? Those things so they don't go deaf. Never thought about it. Not really. Never saw a gun before. Police don't count because I've never had a police officer point a gun at me. Guns in movies are shiny, too. They also tend to make these real impressive flashes of light when fired. It's a gunpowder or the blank not surviving the trip down the barrel or something. I don't know. This thing. This thing was dull black. Smaller than I expected. Actually, it looked kind of fake, like it was made of plastic or something. Guess they use guns on steroids in movies. This was the real deal. A killer. Not what I expected. I mean, what I expect, sword and sorcery, knights in armor, riding around on horses. I had never seen a gun before, not in somebody's hand, not outside of movies. I had no idea how loud it would be. It was like getting hit in the ear with a brick, then silence, numb. I couldn't hear much of anything, not out of that ear anyway. The effect the gun had on the stranger was instantaneous and horrific. The whole side of his face imploded. It just kind of turned into a red pulp. That was a bullet's fault. It's called a talon or claw or ripper or something. They're banned in America, I think. Or not. What do I know? Basically, the bullet's designed to explode on impact, not explode. The outer casing of the bullet splits out and away as it strikes the guy's face. Suddenly, a cylinder has turned into a starfish, all sharp and jagged edges, kind of like the barbed tip of an arrow. This monstrous, ripping saw blade of a thing rams a guy's face with the speed of a bullet. Yeah. What should have bored a hole the size of, I don't know, a quarter? has become the size of a silver dollar, dragging skin and flesh and bone in after it. There is no exit wound. The stranger fell. The look on his face locked there forever. Hard to describe. Some sort of mix of surprise, anger, fear, hatred. I know because that look of hatred is mirrored in Morgan's eyes. There's no surprise there. Complete lack of fear. Just blinding hatred. And I'm suddenly wondering what the fuck I've gotten myself into. 
Just like that, the air is filled with screaming. Weapons for trapping wild poems are suddenly turned on the strangers. Gothic TV's antennas are dropped. Guns appear from beneath jackets. The world is filled with an explosive thunder that I can't describe. Blood everywhere. The screaming stops. I can't move. Watching them, it's like I've grown roots. My voice has fled. So have the poems, escaped in all the confusion, people on the ground, standing, running. Place smells like dirty sulfur. I don't know how else to describe it, like firecrackers. I guess that's what the stench of gunpowder is. I see one of the strangers start to move, kind of roll on her side, half covered in blood, too much pain to hold still. Several of the poetry hunters run over to her, three guns, right at her. Without a word being said, they shoot until they run out of bullets. I can't keep the click-click sound of the empty guns out of my head, as if they hope to find one more bullet if they just keep pulling the trigger. I kind of look blindly around, discover that one poem has remained. A truly monstrous beauty etched in black light and midnight, filling half the sky and overshadowing the forest. The others don't seem to notice, lost to the wounded and the dead. They're blind to the horror standing among them, pulsing, breathing, feasting on the scent of gunpowder and blood. No. The thing ignores me. I stagger toward it, dragging my binding stick along behind me. Go. Like a spider born of shadow, it's woven a tapestry of midnight between the forest and the trees. The poetry hunters move through the web unknowing. The darkness sticking to them gets tangled in their hair. They don't notice. Try to brush it away. Leave this place. Leave them alone. I'm a fool. I know I am. I know nothing. I have cast my lot with people who kill, destroy with hatred in their hearts and murder in their eyes. They are food for this poem's pleasure, and I wonder, do they feed it, or does it feed them? All I know is that I want it to stop. All I know is that there is only one thing, one thing I can do. Your name's Lucifer's puppet, and I banish you. The poem envelops me in its arms, caring nothing for the feast around it. It pulls its tendrils and hooks from the trees. The stuff of cobweb and nightmare fades from the wood. I feel the breath burned from my lungs. Legend thick as molasses and seawater fills my mouth, clogs my throat, spills out my nose. I choke and gag and piss myself because I can't throw up. Drake! Someone's watching me, touching me. I'm curled on the ground, shaking like a wild can't breathe. Pulling breath past ragged edges of burning wood, I puke, spilling guts and blood and yesterday's breakfast all over the cold earth. Easy, easy, just try to breathe. I look. The monstrosity is gone. Morgan's leaning over me, trying to help me onto my knees. What happened? Rustlers, we were ambushed. I'm sorry, it happens sometimes, but we're okay. Everyone's okay. No. What happened to it? Lucifer's puppet. It was right here, all around us. Lucifer's what? I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were looking for Lucifer's widow. No, I mean, yes, I'm looking for that one. There was something else here. Lucifer's puppet. It was, it was, hell, I don't know it was here. Another poem. Yes. A bad one. Yes. Shit. We've got to get out of here. Regroup. 
reorganize. All right, everyone, we're falling back. There's something else in this wood, and it's not just a shame. It's time you met Brack Greywald, Drake. Way past time. This audio recording of The Fairbrook of Gideon and The Tale of the Donkey is copyright 2011 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved.